Welcome to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's Josiah McBride. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm your host, Ramon Costello. Uh, we're going to have a lot of things to talk about today. Dude, use your real voice. <sighs> I am, dude. I don't want to do it. You do it. Welcome. Am I is my nose bleeding? No, it's not. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. That was pretty much it. That's all you had to do. Just that. Okay. Nice. Connor, how, how, was we, your, how was your first week of training? It was great. I did a lot of OSHA training, and OSHA training made me way more scared of working than what I is told it? you about. If, what training? OSHA. 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 Uh, safety, basically. Remember, we talked know. about the last time, and I was like, dude, OSHA, like, it's like common sense out the door, dude. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I did that for two days straight. Two so, work days. For those then, of... For those of us who don't understand what OSHA is, explain, because I have no idea what you're talking about. What type of training is it? It's just safety training. Like, if you're standing on anything over four feet tall, you should be have a harness on and clipped into whatever you're on so that we don't fall and die. Or how to prevent risks if there's water on the floor and you're using an electric tool type stuff. And yeah, we just have- imagine doing that for 16 hours. Yeah, we didn't have to go through a lot of that when I was doing construction with my uncles, but or my family. But yeah, it's basically the same thing where if OSHA saw any um, bad use of equipment or you know that can just get you in trouble, basically. So you just have to watch out for that shit. Mm-hmm. It's so good how, stuff, though. How long does that training typically have to take? Is that just like an introduction, like do this, don't do this? Yeah, that took me uh, – Monday I did, like, all my paperwork. Tuesday and Wednesday I did that. I did OSHA training, so that took all my whole work day. And then Thursday was actually my first day on the job. Nice. So do you go from place to place, or is it just at, like, a uh, one particular location that you go to every day? Um, I'm not sure yet because I switched to the union – Mm-hmm. which is why I had to do all this ocean training. Mm-hmm. And then I did, <clears throat> I'm doing commercial refrigeration. So like commercial stuff like gas stations, grocery stores, all that good stuff. And I was talking to the guy I was working with and he said he's been there for four months. So I could be there for the next couple months or I could bounce on Monday to a gas station and then come back to the grocery store and finish it up. How far does the umbrella of this uh, union spread out like do they have a lot of different places that you can go with it uh so i'm in local 33 and that's plumbers pipe fitters so i honestly don't know how many companies are in it but uh i i really have no clue to be honest with you i can't answer that question i'm too new to it that's okay (laughs) well i mean it should be i mean for at least the bay area there's like local 60 or something like that but it basically covers like all entertainment in the bay area but then like mm-hmm. if you go to la it's like local 600 which is like the like my job for the union which is like focus pullers and like people that work on cameras but it's yeah i think it varies like uh either county or places places because yeah well my company's huge and so you remember hgb yeah we yeah. we basically have we do all the HEBs, Iowa version, we call them high V. 
So we do all them and a lot of the come and goes. So yesterday I drove an hour out of town just to go <clears throat> do this high V. So they got a huge circle. Where's the where's the union based out of? Is that out of Iowa? It's out of Des Moines, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and I live I live like forty minutes from the what you call it? From my shop. And from there it was I would have had to drive 40 minutes to the shop and then go, but my, the dude I was working with, he's like, dude, just go straight to it. And it still took me an hour to get to. Do you like having that hour drive there and back? No, because I have to be there at seven. Yikes. So I had, had to leave by six. <laughs> it's like be at the job at seven. How does it feel to be on a schedule again? Feels good, dude. Does it? Yeah, especially since we're doing four tens. You got Fridays off. Come on. Mm -hmm. So, so what are the the pros and cons of being in the union over there on that side? You have somebody to fight for you. Mm -hmm. Higher pay, and it's generally better quality people because anybody can work non-union. Mm -hmm. You have to apply and go through a background check, and my background check took two weeks to get back to me. So, <laughs> like, they were checking everything, and then you just have. A better companies usually go to it because they're doing things the right way they're, they can mm -hmm. I don't know it's just like a it's generally a better company besides non-union don't get me wrong uh, non-union is not bad but are your wages you, know, you won't get paid as much are your wages negotiated by the union I think yeah like if I was doing a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff and not getting paid for it I could just go to the union and be like hey yeah, yeah. this isn't fair and then they'd be like don't worry we'll do the talking yeah too quick Two questions. Are you, does medical include that in union? I really don't know because I know due to my disability rating, I will have my medical paid for. Yeah. Cause hey, over here, it's the same idea. So it's like um, the same thing, all, everything that you covered, but medical is up in the air uh, because a lot of freelancers go to union, but then like, it's just, it's up in the air. Um, and are you, are you on a list like of people like, or everyone like seniority wise, like, so I was like, say if I join the union, I got my you know hours in. Uh, I would be on the list, and then basically, if there's like a show that comes into town, they would be like call people on the list, and then you get a job. It's not it's not like guaranteed, but you're definitely on the list of people that hit the qualifications. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, because <clears throat> since I'm just doing, you know, mm -hmm. heating, cooling. Well, not even really. I'm just doing refrigeration. So, um, how do I word this? I, right now, I'm just a helper. I'm not even in the apprenticeship yet. So I'm like mm. bottom tier. And then I would mm. move up to apprenticeship or apprentice and then journeyman. Mm. And then is after there, that. Is there different levels of apprenticeship? Or is it just your apprenticeship? Yeah, yeah, because I was walking through the shop and some dude obviously knew that I was a new guy because he'd never seen it before. He goes, what year are you? Like oh. first year apprentice, second year apprentice, third. He's like, what year are you? I was like, I'm as green as I come. I've never done it. Day He's four. Like, oh, okay. Day four. It's my day from the second day out here. Man. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Well, that's cool, man. Does uh, it so? Um, is it stepped for different years of apprenticeship as far as pay is concerned, or do all apprentices? Get yes. Paid? That's good. No, I think every six months you get a pay raise. Nice, yeah, dude. That's good. Is yeah. it? Are you? Are you able? Because for me, I just like I just want to flip flop. But for me, if I go union, I can't do non-union gigs or uh, like stuff. How about you? Yeah. Can you do that? No, because since I work, yeah. I work 
technically for the union and then this company is yeah taking me in yeah so you can't you can't even risk it basically well it it would be a conflict of interest yeah okay cool just making sure that yeah mm-hmm. i don't know it's like it's just weird i mean now that i dive deep into the union stuff it's it's nice to hear on the other side of well you also have a completely different career than i do right but i i would think that the guidelines are type of the same right Yes, but I also don't just like go out and start working. Like my company that I work mm-hmm. for is the one telling me where to go and what to do. Well, unions are, unless this is a federal union, this one's based out of Iowa. So the state of Iowa yeah, have state, different right? laws than yeah. California unions. Yeah. Because I, I, I almost worked for a union in Colorado before I joined the company I'm in now. I was mm-hmm. actually going to work for uh, Yellow Pages and be a outside sales consultant for yellow pages and it was all that sounds horrible it would have been it would have been tough to say the least you've like, been going door to door it was a uh, outside sales for small businesses so mm-hmm. small businesses have consumer like portfolio management systems that manage yeah. all of their customers so we'd go in and try and sell them ours but it would have been mm-hmm. tough it would have just been a, it would have been a difficult job, but that was based out of the Colorado, or I think that was a federal union just because Yellow Pages has been so big for so long. So, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Federal unions have good things. Like a few months ago, last last September or October, they had the uh, union strike for GM. Mm-hmm. So like all of the plants shut down for like 60 to, or close to 60 days. That was a huge deal. And that was a federal union. So every single plant that was in the U S went on strike for all of those days. So, which is a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, they got a stupid good deal. I think their entire package that they got from GM was like over a billion dollars. I remember my dad's been in the union my entire life, as long as I can remember. And he, uh, hmm. he was telling me, or, or I remember, I actually remember when he was, I was probably five or six, but I remember him going on strike and he was just like sitting at home, like sweating. Cause he was like, I'm going to get my job back. I'm going to get my job back. You know, like, yeah, it's, you know. it would be tough. I know there's a lot of guys who work for the union who they love it, but at the same time they hate it just cause you kind of, you have to be that, that union man. So if the union does something that you don't necessarily agree with, I mean, yeah, you, you kind of just have to roll with the punches. It's kind of like the military. Yeah. Yeah. They tell you what to do. A little bit more lax, but still like, yeah. yeah. If the union goes on strike, you better be holding up the sign. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's weird because like, I don't know. I, I, for me, I guess it's totally different, but I, I really, I don't know the union guys over here. At least for me, I think that they're just pretty, you know, full of themselves. <laughs> it's just, and mm-hmm. they, they, yeah, they just do a lot of, a lot of. Well, it's uh, also kind of like a, I'm in the union. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, and I mean, there's pros and cons, I guess. But yeah, if I wanted something secure, yeah, I definitely would go the union route. But L.A., but not not the Bay Area. Um. Uh, in and out. Uh, so WR wants to us to talk about Beirut. Do you guys know what Beirut is? What happened in Beirut? Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. 
That shit was fucking sick, bro. How many got uh got a fucking tack nuke, bro? How many how many uh <laughs> angles did you watch it from? Just one one and then I turned off my phone. I I saw <laughs> probably five. Just because they keep popping up on Instagram. But yeah. the craziest one is the dude from the water. Like I didn't saw, see that one. He saw so the it, explosion and then he got all the, the, the shockwave. You could see the shockwave coming in the water. <laughs> it's just like it was like I feel like the water is the last place I'd want to be dealing with the shockwave. I mean he didn't want to be there, dude. <laughs> no, I know, but if, if I had to choose, that's not where I would want to be. I think I I'd rather be building. in water rather than some of the dudes who are recording from like a block away. Yeah, that was pretty bad too. Especially when you're on those like those buildings, those high buildings and all that shit happened. So let's break it down, dude. Like, do you guys know what happened or what's your what happened? I heard that it was a weapons cache. And then I also saw a picture. Don't know if it's true or not, but I saw that there was just like big, like industrial sized bags of uh, sodium nitrate in there. Yeah, and that's what caused the they 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 stored all the sodium nitrates that they'd seized from ships in this warehouse. So there was they said there was over five thousand metric tons of sodium nitrate in this warehouse, and uh, I don't know. Whenever I see something that happens in Beirut, I kind of, I, I look at it just from the point of view, it may have been an accident, but it may have been on purpose by somebody just because somebody was negligence. I, I mean, there was a lot of things happening in Beirut already. So many things. Have there, happened. Yeah. Protests. And there's a lot of active, you know, a lot of activism should go Activision, uh, activist stuff happening over there. So. I mean, it could swing both sides, but yeah, I, I understand. Like, well, you know, I'm saying less from less from like internal and more from somebody because Beirut and Hezbollah is at, in Beirut and Hezbollah and yeah. Israel have always been, you know. Yeah. If you if you guys have more uh, information on in the chat, you guys should let us know. Uh, I'm gonna go look up the death rate and what's going on with that. I thought it was only twelve. Just twelve. Lots of injuries, obviously, but. I thought the last right. I saw was 100 dead and like 5,000 injured. Last I saw was 12. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah it's, it's gone up pretty significantly. I think every like 12 hours it's updated and it keeps keeps going up. Yeah. But I'm sure most of the injuries, especially if they were around that area, most mm-hmm. of those injuries were probably pretty severe. So even the people who came in injured yeah. probably well, all the All the debris and all the after stuff is well the hospital can't treat everybody that's yeah that's exactly what i was saying did you get the, the death rate the updated one no they just gave me a lot of bullshit and i didn't want to read that shit so <laughs> yeah, we ain't reading out here bro um well yeah i know yeah. i think that uh it's a shitty situation i don't know what the i mean did it stop everything that was happening over there yeah probably but so uh, al jazeera said Death toll rises to 135 and 5,000 wounded. Damn, dude. Next corona or what? Dude, I wonder how they were affected by corona. Oh, you know, what'd you say, 135? Yeah. That's 135 confirmed corona kills. That's right. With an extra 5,500 sick in the hospital from it. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, it it was uh, one of those things that I saw on social media where Usually when I see a, a, a video on social media that's longer than 15 seconds, I usually will fast forward to the end to see if there's any type of 
scary figure that jumps out. Cause I don't trauma. That's called trauma, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust people anymore. So I, yeah. this is like one video that I didn't fast forward. So I was just watching for like the first 10 seconds and the explosion happened. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. WR says 300,000 lost homes, which that doesn't surprise me. It's, that doesn't shock me at all. If you saw some of the pictures of the aftermath, there's like no buildings left in the city. Well, there was, I mean, there, the building itself is like down to its foundation, but the building right next to it is like, there's like a crater where that building used to be. So there's definitely some question marks with it. Like, how did the fire start? You know, because obviously if, if you're in enemy oh, yeah, it's sodium, it's ammonium. If, uh, if you're an enemy of Beirut and you knew about this place with 5,000 pounds or 5,000 metric tons of this stuff, That'd be like an easy hit. Yeah. It's like a Definitely. cigarette in there. Yeah. Yeah. You're you pissing look. there, dude. Pissing out gasoline. <laughs> Spit fire. Do some freestyle. Anyways, um, but yeah, no, it's a shitty, uh, shitty situation, though. Um, but there, I mean, there is one thing that I do want to bring up, and it's pretty important. Like it, yeah. It's Joe Jorgensen ba- for president. What? No. Yeah, yeah. Joe Jorgensen for president. No, I think it's actually more important than that. It, it, yeah. it might even like affect the way that we continue on with the podcast. But do you like? Do you really not like wings? Oh my <laughs> god, dude! What the fuck? No, I don't like wings, and I don't like wings because. All right. Well, the stream's over. I guess. I don't, I don't like wings because I don't like bacon. For the same reasons, and that's because people hyped don't it up like, too much. You don't like bacon? I'm gonna. I'll side with Connor on that one. Bacon is you overrated. Romel, like... deep breath. All right, all right, all right. Wings I think, are okay. I think bacon is overrated. I'll agree with you on that. Yeah, but, but wings, people like... wings are a staple of the reason why our founding fathers went out on a limb to pursue freedom is so that we could have a wing stop on every corner. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I respect that. I respect that. I would I will do a boneless wing over a traditional wing 100% of the time. I don't even that's know so, what to say. That's so saddening, dude. It's what, not a What type of to- be, what type of toy do you ask for when you ask for boneless wings? Dude, whatever they give me, I'm not picky. <laughs> Ramos just I can't. disgusted. He doesn't even have to say. I'm about to fucking shove wings down your throat, dude. <laughs> I think bacon I mean, is overrated. It, I mean, if, if we're being honest, bacon's not that good. Like, it's not as good as people make it out to be. See? They agree with us in the comment section. Yeah, but wings is top tier. Wings is... Wings are okay. I'll get wings. I won't bitch about it, but I wouldn't. it wouldn't be my choice on my own. You fill up on the appetizers before the wings. Exactly. I'll eat too many nachos. So that way I don't have to eat six wings. We never I'm kinda surprised. Know you that, anymore, dude. I'm kinda know surprised you. that we never went to like any UFC fights at Buffalo Wings when we were in Fort Hood. I know that dude, they like a- they shut it down after a while just because uh people are getting like fights. rowdy. We went to the Buffalo Wild Wings a couple of times, dude. Yeah, but I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember the times we went, but we went. I know that. Yeah, I went to 
I think we went to Tilt and Kilt one time for a UFC fight. Yeah, we definitely Tilt did. Tilt. Don't. Classic. I don't want to. That wasn't a good spot. I hate Tilt and Kilt. I would have got. I would have gone to Popeyes before I went to Tilt and Kilt. I don't really think we went to Tilt and Kilt for the food, bro. I think we went to Tilt and Kilt for the. I think you guys did, but. Well, the. <laughs> What do you guys think of corn dogs? I went for the food to tilt to kill. No, you yeah, fucking didn't. You didn't go to the food for <laughs> tilt to kill, bro. You went for the beer, I the didn't TVs, drink beer. and, you know, <clears throat> the other the, things. The scenery. The scenery. Anyways. What do you want to offer as a trash still? I'll go, I'll go to my dude, deathbed saying that. You see that. our viewership is just going down because you're trash talking the chat right now, dude. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? What is a mini grizzly? I do not know. I don't know what a mini grizzly is either. I was actually going to ask that. You know what a grizzly? Oh, a grizzly dog? <laughs> no. grizz, uh, let's let's have OU fucking tell tell you guys what a grizzly is. But it's just a internet sensation right now. That's do you want to know what the best restaurant I've ever been to in my entire life is? Not Wingstop. Nope. <laughs> um, of course, now I can't put a plug in because I can't remember the name of the restaurant. But it's in Breckenridge, and it's a hot dog bar. Dude, yeah, it's you like, like you know, dogs, huh? oh, a chili dog is vanilla at this place. I'm talking, they called it the was it like the Mountain Dew dog or the Dew dog or something? That's fucking well, disgusting, did, dude. Dude, I'm telling you, what do you do? You just grab it and you just dunk it in Mountain Dew and just eat it? Yeah, dude, super white trash for me to do, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, it was, it, I mean, like. If I went back to Colorado and there was one place I could visit and eat, it would be that place every single time. It, so, you know, in Breckenridge, Josiah? Yeah. So, you got the main strip and then you got those, like, double-decker shops on your – I don't even know what direction it is because you're south. up in the mountains. But yeah, but you got, like, the regular businesses and then you got, like, the strip mall type looking things. It's in, like, the bottom floor and tucked into a corner. We went there every single time. What what mountains did you typically snowboard at? Because I know you used to go a bunch. We went to Keystone or Breckenridge. That's it. So you got the hey, local Keystone. pass? No. Well, through the military, you get like the full. I could have gone into Japan if I wanted to. Jeez. Like I could. <laughs> yeah. But I had places. This mountain is horrible. <laughs> How would I? How am I supposed to know that a glizzy equals a hot dog? A glizzy. The the term glizzy started like in the East Coast, and basically, uh, people were just shoving fucking hot dogs down their mouth, and people just started make, making fun of them. Called the glizzy gladiators, um, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, what? yeah, yeah. So people just like don't are ashamed to eat hot dogs now. So yeah, I'll let you get in on a little secret. I hated hot dogs until about two years ago. I don't like hot dogs. I fuck, I fuck heavy with hot dogs. <laughs> I love hot dogs now. Really? Oh, yeah. With, yeah. Bake, with bacon on them? No, no. dude. With dude, vinegar fucking... on them. Dude, <laughs> if, you put ketchup, if you put ketchup on your hot dogs, you're a job. Well, I guess I'm still Just a little oh, mayo? <laughs> mayo? You never had mayo? <laughs> what are you, in yes. France? Dude, dude, mayo bro. and mustard, dude. Stop Grow the fuck up, dude. Grow the fuck up, bro. Stop trying to be fancy with your hot dogs. Just put some put some hot mustard on there and call it a day. 
Have you ever watched a, a hot dog eating competition? <laughs> yeah. I don't like, know who I heard it from, but I could hear your gag in the background of somebody's. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, dude, you gotta lower that down, see? <laughs> All I heard is. <laughs> like, she, she's like dying over there, and I'm like, no, dude. Internet made eating hot dogs gay. All the best foods are shaped like penises. I don't think hot dogs have ever been a street. I feel like cucumbers. For being honest. What? I don't think hot dogs have ever been a straight food, if we're being honest. Yeah. Yeah. You put, dude, I'll, go, I'll eat a cold hot dog right now on this pod. Cold hot dog? Let's not take it that far. Let's you boil it. out the fridge. Boil it? Yeah. Here's, <laughs> here, here's the move. You, you take a hot dog, you boil it to completion, and then you put it under your broiler. Yeah. Where do you put the bacon, dude? <laughs> In the trash. Oh <laughs> my god! Next to the wing stop. Jesus, you guys are disgusting. I have two. I've, I don't know which tier of dad I've reached, but I have two grills now. So I have a charcoal grill and a pellet tier grill. Tier two, dude. Tier two. Is that tier two? Is yeah, that a year? Tier three? Two. McBride, is that a year three, dad? <laughs> in, in a uh, is that? <laughs> two grills now because I'm not a dad, and we have three. So you have three. Yeah. One bite? Pellet, Shouts pellet out. grill, pellet, regular grill, and then a smoker. You have like a, a log smoker? Like an offset? Yes. Wanting an offset? Mm, I don't remember. I can't think of it off the top of my head right now. I just know that it's in the garage. My my roommate does it all. He's super good at it. I want to get an offset. this podcast, dude. Just talking about hot dogs. Shut up. Let me all finish. Right. I want to get an offset smoker really bad, but I don't think I'm good enough to do it you're gonna get an oklahoma joe dude no is that when someone strokes you no what? <laughs> no it's a super good grill did you uh, ever go did you ever go to franklin's barbecue in austin when you're in texas no yeah me either <laughs> <laughs> like super famous. i didn't travel for food and i wish i would have i know did you, did you guys ever have mexican corn down there no it's I mean, like a it's an ear of corn, and then you put you like an, a lote. You load it with sour cream and then put chili stuff on top. Well, we use mayonnaise. Mayonnaise. Mayonnaise, and then you put Get the you put the cheese here, on it, bro. and then a little bit of chile. Oh mm-hmm. fuck, son! Wait, what was the last part? Chile. <laughs> he just left. <laughs> <laughs> he, just leaves, no. he just leaves. He just leaves. Fuck this. <laughs> I got a phone call. Do I ignore it? Yeah. Dude, get him on here. Yeah, bring him on the podcast, dude. Is it your boss? I want to you, tell him about the new schedule, dude. What's going on? No, it's my buddy. What is he, Lote? Yeah. I'm not the only one. No, Lote. What the fuck? You uh, know what a Lote is, OE. What the fuck? Dude, stop getting phone calls. Dude, if you get a phone call one more time. See what happens. Dude, I've started making like super traditional Spanish food, like rehydrating uh, peppers, dried chilies, make my own salsas. I could open a restaurant. I could open a restaurant today if I wanted to. Oh my god! What's up? It wouldn't wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good. But I had to open up a restaurant. Top three restaurant names that you and Doc fucking came up with in Afghanistan. Um, you don't remember because it wasn't good. You fuck. I don't remember, but 
I, I would name my restaurant Doubt It. <laughs> Elotes are Mexican corn. Mayo, we fat. I have seen the I have seen the move of put it, people putting hot Cheetos on their yeah. uh, on their corn. Yeah, that looks, that looks good. I'm not a. I like hot Cheetos. I, like I don't hot, like them enough to put it on my corn. I don't like hot Cheetos. I like the hot Cheetos with lime. Yes, those ones are. Yeah, those that's are crazy because they're still hot Cheetos. That's awesome though. But whatever. You know, <laughs> I can kick you off this street right now. <laughs> Give me attitude one more time. See what happens. I love you. You're about to get this. Never try it. But anyways, yeah. Beirut, it's crazy, dude. Yeah, Beirut, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what do you guys? Uh, oh yeah. By the way, how's the how's the house, dude? How's what's going on with the house stuff? I had the inspection today. Yeah, but are you like closing no, in on it? No galvanized pipes, which is good. Yeah, I think so. We have to wait for the since we're using a VA home loan, we're waiting for a home appraisal. It's like because it was a upgraded house, like the value of this house is significantly above the other homes in the area. So oh, we're rich, huh? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. What is it looking like a like a ranch style or? Yeah, I mean it's got a basement, but it's more of just a. Like up, up, yeah, upgraded storage place. It's got um, all the laundry stuff down there. But we wouldn't be able to finish it because it's, it's too damp and all the crawl space leads out to it. So if it ever rains, all the moisture comes in through the crawl space. Yeah, there's so much that goes into it, dude. I don't know. I have to buy another lawnmower. Oh, my God, dude. That's yeah, devastating, you posted dude. a video of your lawnmower, and then yeah. a day later it's broken. What would you do? It wasn't my lawnmower. That was my neighbor's lawnmower. Are you talking about the mm-hmm. lawnmower that I, my daughter was riding with me? Yeah. Yeah. You, you destroyed your neighbor's lawnmower? No, it was my lawnmower that broke. I got the lawnmower for free from one of our friends back in Colorado, and the uh, the throttle line on it is rested out. So Spend 20 bucks and put a new throttle on it. No. Come fix it for me. That's a deep fucking laugh, dude. <laughs> so far. It's only uh, eight hours. Is that it? I pay you an extra twenty. I'll fill up your gas tank. Okay, fine. I'll do it. Yeah. But anyways. Thanks for the Yeah, we're 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 close to getting the house. <laughs> yeah. You guys wanna come move in? You no. Me and McGrath will share one We've done way worse. Sleep on fucking. We we slept on shelves before, so it doesn't really matter, dude. Dude, we did sleep on shelves, didn't we? Yeah. Good taxpayers' dollars, right there, boys. I didn't sleep on a shelf. Couldn't even get a fucking. Couldn't even get a fucking cot, boys. We were sleeping on shelves and in Afghanistan. I just remember the cots weren't that comfortable. Let's be honest, though, it's better than a fucking shelf. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, I just remember one of my best memories from there is Doc had his. Um, marshmallow. He had his waffles on yeah. his marshmallow suit, winter and summer sleeping bag. Oh, dude! And all I had was all I had was my winter. Yeah, because and, and I was like, I was like, oh man, yeah, it's cold. Because we're there but for a like, mission. I wasn't there for was, fucking uh, camping, bro. 
No, I was yeah. freezing my nuts off too, man. I actually wanted to spoon with sack, and you already know that if you want to spoon with sack, you already know that it's gonna be a <clears throat> brutal. It's gonna be a time. Brutal. It's gonna be a time, dude. But I was cold as fuck. I remember it was so cold my boots wouldn't bend in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. You remember that? It's not like you're walking on two by fours. It was not fun. Do you remember that one tower that had it was just plywood and then uh had like three open walls to it? And you'd I would just like sit down in the corner <laughs> out of the wind, coming off the mountains like fuck, it's so cold. Was that the one that was actually looking outside the base or was that uh Well they all looked outside. Huh? No, no, no. There were like four towers that looked at the other base. Oh, yeah. This was looking at looking like the mountains. Yeah. yeah. Okay. True or false? Do you guys remember the time? False. We were on a mission, and this fucking doctor that came from the States got in that fucking truck and told absolutely nobody. Yes. She, yeah, she was civilian. It was a yeah. she, and she was a civilian, and she just got in the Afghan fucking truck ambulance and rode into fucking Gardez. Yeah, because someone went down, right, or something like that, and she fucking was trying to. But that was also was when the, the other, that was the other SF team was already at that other compound, and he had yeah. already told us like, we've dealt with her before, and she told him at one point she's like, I want you to take me up to one of those towers because they had the Afghan like patrol towers or whatever, mm-hmm, yeah, up on one of the mountains. She's like, I want you to take me up there, and he's like, I'll take you up there, but I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and they're like you can't do that he's like watch me and uh yeah but she ended up did she end up actually going in the humvee yeah i remember that yeah because everyone was freaking out and our first sergeant oh please remind me his name dude because that first sergeant was fucking intense dude. I, I can see his eyes right now i could remember remember he we would be at the gym right he would say absolutely nothing go to the gym pound out like 300 off top no spot just like and then just stare at us are you thinking of first sergeant Perez? No, not the no. I'm talking about the fucking first sergeant that rode a fucking ATV in Afghanistan. It was like like Sanders? Was it Sanders? Sanders. It was Sanders, dude. Remember he yeah. would go to the gym and just pound out three hundred by himself and just stare at all of us, dude. He would talk about fucking... golf all the time on field problems. <laughs> back when my only yeah. back when my only friend was XO. What's up? Back when my only friend was the XO. Dude, he's fucking intense, dude. Yeah, he was a cool dude, though. Yeah, he was pretty, pretty solid, dude. Whatever happened to that guy? DD-214. Oh, he retired. No, no what, he ha- was... what, what happened to the, the doctor? I know that I we ended up... She, did we just tell her she had to stay on the base, or what? I'm sure. Yeah. I remember that being a thing. Who knows? What were you going to say about your DD-214? I remember when I posted a picture of my DD-214, he commented and it was like, good luck, man. And I was just like, like for sorry. <laughs> I feel like if I saw any of the NCOs that we used to work with, I'd probably call them by their rank when I see them. For Sergeant Sanders? What's up? What's up, First Sergeant? And he'd be like, call me Steven. I'd be like, I can't do that, First Sergeant. <laughs> the uh, S-rated recipes. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to start pushing or? You guys doing though? You guys buying a house? What's up? Um, Did you buy that house, Connor? The one I'm in now? No, you said that you were looking at a house down in like downtown Des Moines. Oh yeah, no, I looked at it, and that's about as far as it went. But I was talking to this realtor last night, 
and she was telling me that there's this house in Baxter. I know you don't know where it's at. Small town. Seriously, Baxter? That's a nice place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, it's out in Baxter, and it's 136, I think. Four beds, two baths. Jeez. Super nice. All the upstairs has all been um, remodeled. Yeah. And then the downstairs has a kitchen and everything. So if I absolutely wanted to, I could rent that out to somebody once I finished it. I was just like, dude, I can't have to do that. I can't wait to rent a room in fucking Iowa, dude. You can rent my whole downstairs. <laughs> 500 bucks. Hey, that's just 500? Dude, take that, Romel. Dude, 500 is a fucking steal out here in the Bay Area, dude. Is that with utilities or without? Uh, that's everything. I wouldn't charge them anymore. Dude, you take that or I will. Dude, let's, bu- <laughs> let's bunk up, dude. Do the podcast live. <laughs> the film industry isn't very huge out here, believe it or not. However, sure. I'll start lighting pipe have, like you, bro. We have Facebook and uh, Amazon being built right now. Giant warehouses. Jesus. That's a big phone. Mm-hmm. Wait, are you having a Facebook what? Like they have what? Like headquarters. In Iowa? Yeah, we have that and Amazon going up in Altoona. Is the Amazon just like a warehouse, like a distribution warehouse? I'm not really sure, honestly. Could be. Could be. That's crazy. How's the... I was going to say, how would you feel if, like, Jeff Bezos just gave us, like, a million dollars like everybody in the world? Would, that change, cool. a, would, you, would that change your life significantly? Or? Dude, you know how far I could get on a million dollars out of here? Imagine how so many Wingstop points. Dude, dude, think of all the Wingstop points you'd get. Dude, I'm buying one house, dude, out here, Dan. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm buying a studio apartment. I'm buying one house and getting loans because that's still not going to clear it out here. Do you have loans? You don't have student loans, do you? No. No. I can't fathom the amount of student debt that people have. Dude, makes me... Oh, dude, I don't know. Makes makes me me sweat. Yeah. It's like people... One of the guys I work with right now, he's got $60,000 worth of student loans, and he pays like $800 a month just for his student loans. At least he's trying to get rid of them. Yeah, that's true. Because I know a lot of people that are only paying like $100 a month and they've got the same shit. Yeah, I know that he, to make his minimum payment, it's only like $100 or $200, but he's trying to get yeah. rid of them faster. Still, $800 a month is just ridiculous. It's a stupid amount. Well, I'm listening oh, yeah. to, uh, I've been listening to a podcast over the last few days about uh, a sniper who was in uh, hostage rescue team for the FBI. He was at Ruby Ridge and he was also at Waco. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, he said that the, uh, the entire selection process for the HRT is based off Delta selection uh, without okay. like all the rucking and stuff. So like the first four, it's a two week selection. The first four days, they uh, periodically wake them up. So they get in those first four days, they get like three hours of sleep. Pause. Can you explain what selection is to people? In layman's terms, you're getting selected for a job in a company that you already work for. So it's like filtering out people. Yeah, weeding out the weak. Yeah. Best okay. of the best. Best yeah. of the best. Okay. 
So anyways, they get you do a situation. He said, and I take this with a grain of salt because just because. It's easier always looking back. Yeah. He said that uh, after the first four days, they wake you up at like four o'clock in the morning and they bring you into a room and they ask you what your name is. They're like, hey, Romel, what's your name? Romel. And if you can say your name, then you haven't been working hard enough. Like you haven't oh. been working hard enough. So they, they like they try to get you to a point where they strip all of your mental cognitive skills away and then they put a gun in your hands and see what decisions you make. That doesn't even sound like a good fucking time to me. No. No. I mean, I'm really there for a good time at it. <laughs> that's without all the rucking too. Like I don't know if you guys have heard of any of the, like the Delta selection, but Delta selection just sounds stupid. Like Yeah. In in your eyes being veterans, what is the hardest, um, like group, like uh, Rangers, uh, Special Forces, CIA training, like the training wise? Well, from my experience, no, I'm just <laughs> what, what, would like, be oh. the, what would be the toughest in your eye, like perspective? I don't know. I mean, I think you look at it from a different point of view. If you look at it just from like a physical standpoint, I yeah, mean, Ranger Red, Ranger Bat, and are we talking all services? Like, what do you think is your, like, in your opinion, what's the hardest? Like, if you had to, like, CIA fucking. I'd probably say SEAL training. Yeah. Seal? If, if you're, if you're yeah. taking all of them, you'd probably say BUDS. Just because yeah. Hell Week. Hell Week yeah. doesn't sound fun. It sounds like hell for three weeks. Yeah. Have you seen the, I'm sure you've seen the YouTube, like, they did a BUDS class and they just, like, did a documentary on just one BUDS class from start to finish. Yeah, I've seen it. But they run like five miles a day on the beach in their combat boots. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever I can't run. even walk on the beach. I was going to say, I don't know if you've ever ran on a beach, but running even like with running shoes is not easy. And if you stack running boots on top of that, yeah. and all those dudes hey, run like, yeah, all of those dudes run like a sub five minute mile and they're having to run five miles with combat boots. But I don't know if you talk about like the, the mental toughness of selections, just I mean, I obviously don't document it very well, but everything that I've read from books and stuff, Delta Force did not sound like a fun walk in the park. Yeah. Well, it's just a it's just, imagine. A, it's just a group of guys from other branches, right? Delta Force? Delta. No, Del- Delta is just Army. No, but you can come from, like, other branches, like Recon, Marines, no? Yeah, you no, can. So there's some sort yeah, of I'm pretty transfer. sure you could, you could transfer over, yeah. To Delta? I don't know, but the, the selection is... Like their last event is a forty mile ruck. It's a long one, dude. With an eighty pound yeah. sack on your on your back. Listen here, I did enough twelve miles to know that I don't ever want to do that again. <laughs> Let alone forty. 40 I mean, let's yet. let's ask the one guy in this actual podcast that went to more or less a selection school. You went to Ranger Ranger School for how long were you at Ranger School? Five days. <laughs> Was it, how was it, well, what, I what, what's the mentality of getting to a school like that? Because there's people there who have wanted to go to Ranger School since. Wait, pause, because I don't think we've ever asked this about McBride, because when he got back, we just got totally trashed. We picked him up at the fucking airport, and we just went to go drink. But we never really asked you, like, what was the, the mindset the process, yeah. So, well, you know I was there for over a month, yeah. and I did, I did the two-week pre-Ranger, which they're like, if you can pass pre-ranger, you're, you, you're a green ticket to passing ranger school. They said this is way harder than ranger school. And I remember sitting there, and I'm not even trying to say anything 
cool. I remember getting through Free Ranger and I was like, that was it. Like, it's not that it wasn't, it, it wasn't, it was hard. Don't get me wrong. It was like de definitely physically draining and just like super tired all the time. Like literally I'd be writing a sentence in my notebook and fall asleep. And the guy next to me would hit me and I'd be like, Oh shit. I didn't even realize I was asleep. Like it was super hard, super tiring, super draining, but it was, it was one of those things like you're just in it and you're, you're a machine at that point. You're not even, you don't realize what's going on. Yeah. You're like, okay, I guess I got to do four hours of fire guard tonight. We only have seven hours of sleep, you know? Yeah. I feel and like then you get up in the morning, do whatever the hell you got to do. Not an issue. You just kind of roll with the punches, you're, really. You're droning it at that point. You're like, yeah, you just drone. You're auto, just like, auto, autopilot. Yeah. Well, so what was the nail in the coffin for Ranger School for you? Was it because you got medically? No, the reason I failed Ranger School is because I was scared of the name. You were scared. I was You were scared of the Ranger name. I was scared of Ranger School. I was not because I passed Land Nav when I went to Ranger School. It was the first time I'd ever done Land Nav outside of basic training. Right. So I showed up and had no fucking clue what I was doing. And I, <clears throat> I got there, and you can teach Land Nav until you're blue in the face, but unless you do it, you don't get it. And so I went down there, passed one of the or I passed both of the courses at Free Ranger, and they were like, "Hey man, you're pretty good at land nav. Can you teach me?" I was like, "I've never done land nav in my life. I just plotted my stuff." And uh, so when I went to Ranger School, I was nervous. I was just anxious because I was like, "I can't fail. I can't fail. I can't fail." <clears throat> and then I plotted one point wrong, and I just kept searching for it. I just ran out of time the first day. And then the second day, I knew that the pressure was on. I was like, I have to pass today. And I just, I found, you have to pass with four out of five points. I found two the first day, three the second day. But I was so nervous and anxious when I was <clears throat> running through the course mm -hmm. that I was just, all I could think about was failing. I couldn't well, keep my head on straight. Like, I got to get to this point. It was more of a, I need to get there so I don't fail. What was the process for going to ranger school? Was it the uh, the pre-ranger that we did in Afghanistan? Everybody who did well enough in that, they like put in a packet for them to go to ranger school? Yeah, so we did the pre-ranger, and I passed. I didn't do very good. Like, out of 50 people, I think I was, like, 23rd or something. So, like, I was middle of the pack, nothing special. And then we came back to Fort Hood, and I was like, I didn't do good enough to even go to ranger school. It was always, like, Cause you know, Bells was a big time Ranger guy. So yeah, Ranger, yeah. he's like, when you go and I was like, I'm not going to go. He's like, just put in a packet. He's like, just put in a packet, just put in a packet. And then one day, uh, was it Sergeant Major Prizer? Or was that after you guys? I think that was after we left. Yeah. I can't remember. I Whoever it was, was Sergeant Major Lambert. Like we had just changed Couldn't over been, yeah. to a different Sergeant Major by the time we got back, but I don't remember his name. Mm -hmm. yeah I don't either but uh he came into the company and talked to first Sergeant Sanders and Captain Stump and was just like hey where's Bahina and McBride's packets for Ranger School let's go all right no actually that's not what he said he said to them he said hey send Bahina I don't even think he said Bahina he said send McBride to my office because all of a sudden it was just 
alarms going off. Uh, everyone's coming around sprinting to me. Where the fuck are you? Blah, 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 blah. Like, what'd you do? What'd you do? What'd you do? And I was like, I don't know. I've been in the motor pool all day. You know, I don't know what I did wrong. And they're like, well, Sergeant Major wants to see you go change into a nice uniform. Make sure you got pen, paper, all the stuff on you. And I believe Brumfield went with me because he's my team leader, but he like stayed outside. And I walked in and I talked to Sergeant Major. I was like, hello, you know, it's me. And he was like, oh no, the uh, the commander wants to talk to you. And I was like, oh fuck, <laughs> oh no. And I went in and uh, he was like, hey, where's your packet? I was like, packet for what, sir? And he was like, where's your ranger packet? I was like, I haven't even started. He's like, you have two weeks. Get your packet done. Get it into me. I'll get you into, into school. That's coming from the commander, dude. Yeah, it's coming from the commander. <laughs> and Behina's like, packet already in at that point? I dude, think Behina yeah. already had a packet, yeah. Behina was, he was like... Because when he got back, he's like, I'm going to selection. I was like... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he... I mean, so you guys went together, and obviously Behina got his... Passed, yeah. Yeah, he passed. But yeah, after that, he was like flying colors after that, dude. He was just like... One after the other. He, he passed selection two months after he graduated ranger school, which is fucking unheard of. That's what I'm saying. So he went back to back. And, like, wherever he's at right now, I mean, he's mm-hmm. fucking killing I bet he's fucking killing it right now, dude. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I know he's an engineer. <laughs> is he really? Uh, he's my buddy a buddy. Dude, dude. Oh, he's, like by a, the way, he's sneaky. He's oh, just by the way, everyone that's, in, everyone that's in the chat, uh, WR knows this guy, but you met my uh, buddy that I went to, I went to high school with. I didn't go to high school together. Yeah, wild. Remember, he was like, oh, do you know Castillo? And he was going Me? in. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Where was that at? I don't know, but he said, he was like, oh, I met your buddy McBride. And he texted me, and I was like, you met Wild out there? And WR knows yeah. him. But yeah, John, uh, my buddy John Wild went through that shit, and John I don't wild. know where he's at in the world either, but yeah, I know that. That might have been Ranger School, if I really think about it. Yeah, because that's like the only time I ran into random people. Yeah, but it was just so funny because I'm pretty sure he saw you in all my pictures, and just like when we yeah. went to Afghanistan because he was an engineer. But you know, uh, what's I want to say what's... he. I remember he came up to me. Yeah, well, he yeah. and he like introduced himself to me. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. That's the, I mean, that's a crazy. I didn't. I've never really. I guess we've never really talked about it because at that point, I was doing everything short of illegal things to get myself back into a platoon. So I know, we didn't really even talk about like that process leading up to ranger school. All I know is like, you came into our room one time, you're like, hey, I'm going to ranger school. I was like, oh, sweet, bet. Well, once my packet got approved, my class date was August 17th, and I got my packet like a month beforehand. And then so, once I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to ranger school. I was like, I better start working out, <laughs> you know, like harder doing rucks instead of just going to the gym and doing bench press and bicep curls. And so I started rucking and doing a bunch of deadlifts. And I remember it was Tuesday evening. It was after work Tuesday. Me and Bahina were rucking at like the hottest time of the day, you know, just to get used to it. And all of a sudden our platoon sergeant, remember Sergeant G? Mm-hmm. Like G-E-E? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He uh, came flying down the tank trail on his in his jeep, and we were like, "What is jeep coming up behind us for?" And he was like, "Get in! We got to go to what do we call it? Brigade, regiment." Yeah, had to go to regiment. And we walk in. I'm wearing like a cutoff and short shorts, dripping <laughs> sweat. 
and uh, we go into regiment. Yeah, I want to say brigade again. Uh, oh, we go into the brigade, and we're standing in there in like the S three, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, you're going to ranger school on Friday." So I had like a three day heads up to like get my packing list for real, for real. <laughs> and I remember you had to buy a bunch of stuff too, because you were short. Like everybody's short everything. I spent fifteen hundred dollars on a packing list between the fir- between going to pre ranger and then the shit that I used. I had to get new, and then getting, and that's with getting stuff from like remember Lieutenant Corley, he mm-hmm. gave me a bunch of stuff. Because he was getting out. He was like, I don't need this stuff, dude. He's like, take everything. He's like, do you want these socks? I was like, no, dude, you can keep your socks. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that, that process is... And then, you, and then you rocked to Georgia, right? There you go. No. I do remember getting there, though, because I didn't know how it went. I thought it was like basic training, like you sit down, shave your head, whatever. So maybe he and showed up. Nobody told us. We had like 10 Ranger tabs in the company. Nobody told us to go with our head shaved. So me and him show up with like our hair longer, you know, not ready to go. I had contacts in still. And we get there late because Fuller had scheduled our flight late. We were supposed to be there no later than noon and we showed up at like 7 p.m. Huh. And and the instructors were like, what the fuck are you guys doing here? And we were like, we just got into town. And they're like, let me see our itineraries. Looked at our itineraries. They're like, okay, yeah, you're right. So then they shaved your head or how did that work? No, they were like, you guys have hair. What's going on? And, <laughs> and Bahina, Bahina happened to have a razor. Uh, oh, not hell like yeah, a, boys. Not a Bic razor. He had an electric one. Yeah. And so we just like stood over the trash can. I took my contacts out, threw my glasses. There you go, man. You look yeah. cute with glasses. So that's cool. No, no, I don't. Yeah, I remember walking past. Cute with glasses, dude. I would look into my, <laughs> into the mirror when I was like washing my hands or something. And I didn't even recognize myself. It was weird. I was like, who's that guy? Oh, that's me. So <laughs> so did you and Behina like split off after that? Or did you try and stay together through the process? We, uh, once you get there, you get like a roster number. And then they're like, roster number one, two, three, you guys are going to be in first. You know, like it was just, <laughs> so I didn't see Behina until after pre-ranger and then once we went to rank, well, I got his medical holdover, so he went to ranger school ahead of me, mm. which is horseshit. They shouldn't do this, but when I went to pre-ranger, I lost 14 pounds in 12 days. Jeez. I think I think I remember and, you texting us about that shit, dude. Yeah. I lost 14 pounds in 12 days, and we graduated on a Friday, and ranger school starts Sunday. Jeez. So what did so you do like, Saturday? deprived, dude. Just now. Well, I already knew I was a medical holdover. So I just went. I went and got a hotel for the weekend and then went back to pre-ranger and then I was just like a helper for the next cycle. And then I went to ranger school with that cycle. Are you feeling like a hundred percent after you went, went back? Or? No, no, because I was, yeah, because I was having to walk like, I would say probably a mile more just to go to the defect. But then like anytime, say they had a hit time of, 4 a.m. to start doing something. Since I was a helper, I had to be there at 3, 3.30, start setting up. And then whenever they were done, say they got done at midnight, I would have yeah. to break everything down and get things ready for the next day. Yeah. So I was getting less sleep than even them. 
So do you do you have any regrets from Ranger School? Like, do you wish you wouldn't even have gone, or what? What's your feelings looking back on it? I wish I would have gone back. I, what I wish. I think after EIB going to Colorado, I think you should like. I think that would have been the turn of. The, I I mean, for some reason, I remember you had a lot of buddies that were in bat. So I don't. Mm. I, I think don't you're. Know, I, think I wish I would have never got promoted. I think your mm. Fort Carson experience was my headquarters experience because I feel like yeah. the, the motivation level that you had in Fort Carson was like how I felt in the headquarters. It's just like any any type of, of motivation that you may have had at one point in your Army career was gone. Because I remember yeah. talking about it like because I lived 45 minutes or two hours north of you and we would always mm. be talking about like how things were and stuff like that. Yeah, That's it was. So, like, at that point, when you got to Fort Carson, you probably weren't even concerned about getting any other schools. You were just concerned about doing the time that you had left. and Getting out. Yeah, I showed up and just wanted to get out. But I remember when I went on my second appointment, I was still 84. Yeah. And we were – I got sent back early. I was avoiding the board. They were like, do you want to go to the board? I was like, no, I'm going to Ranger Bat. And they're like, so you don't want to get promoted? I was like, <laughs> No. I want to go to Ranger Bat. And they're like, well, we're going to take your team from you. You're going to be basically calling me a piece of shit because I didn't want to get promoted. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do more of my career. I was like, I'll stay in E4 for the next three years, you know, because I'd already, or two years because I'd re enlisted. I was like, I'll stay in E4 for the next two years if I can go to Ranger Bat. Like, I know if I go to Ranger, or if I get promoted, I have to go to Ranger School first. Mm-hmm. And they uh, basically shamed me and forced me to go to the board. And so I got, promo- I was promotable. And from there, and well, then this was election year 2016, and Obama's big thing was we're gonna get all the troops home, so he but they replaced him with contractors. Mm-hmm. Shout out Browser's app. Um, and we uh, I got sent home early on that because I was promotable on that flight, and so then I was I was hard slotted for BLC before I even left Afghanistan, and so okay. kind of, that kind of that kind of, it didn't ruin my career, obviously. I was glad I got promoted, but yeah. it's not what I wanted to be. I feel it, man. I always, yeah, I always thought you were going to get the tab, dude. I, I always had, I always knew we had it in you, but just time was in a. I also went to neck units where there was no, the budget wasn't for ranger school. When I, when I was sitting there day one, day zero of ranger school, and they're like, if you're coming from 82nd, stand up, 20 people would get up and walk. If you're coming from 10th Mountain, 20 people would go. Fourth ID, blah, 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 all the big units. And then they were like, okay, everybody else. And there was like 15 of us. I was the only one from 3CR. You know, I was the only one from – it was like me and then – Why do they do that? Why do they do what? Why do they segment it out by different units? So that way a bunch of guys aren't together. Because they'll be like, there's 20 guys from 82nd. Okay, three of you are going – or, you know, five of you are going to ACO, five of you are going to BCO, five are going to CCO, whatever. So they just try, they split them up. That way they're not all together. And then once you're in your company, they're like, all right, who's in 82nd? And then those five dudes will walk up, and they're like, all right, first squad, second squad, third squad, fourth squad. That way you're not with your dudes. Huh. What's actually funny, just I don't know. You probably won't remember his name because I can't off the top of my head right now, but I was standing in formation. And uh, the guy – I was in first squad. The guy behind me – sitting there talking he was like 
basically like, oh, where, what unit are you in? And he's like, oh, I'm a drill sergeant. So I just like turned around. I was like, oh, where, where are you at? <clears throat> he's like, Bravo 219. And I was like, I just came from there. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I just graduated basic Thanksgiving. You know, well, I guess what, two years later. So I'd been out of basic for a year and some change. And he was like, he's like, what platoon? Like, who, who were your drill sergeants? I'll tell you if I was there. And I was like, Armstrong, whoever the fuck, whoever the fuck. And he was like, oh, yeah, I was in fourth platoon. He, he showed up right at the end of our cycle. But he was standing there. He's like, dude, proud of you. He's like, that's, that's sick that you're already here. And I was like, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Okay. I'm a Met Hilbert. <laughs> yeah. Um, WR asks, what do y'all think about the Coast Guard? I don't know. I appreciate what they do. I don't have enough I, mean, I don't have enough knowledge of what they even do to formulate an opinion. I'm, yeah, I have I'm pretty sure they're the they stop drug smuggling, basically, is what I understand. Yeah. Well, I think I that's like their high speed unit. I think like a normal Coast Guardsman. Like I have a Coast Guard base in Owensboro, Kentucky. That sits on the Ohio River. It's like that's the Fort Hood of a Coast Guard. It's like, okay, you sign up, you sign up to go to like Miami or New York, and you get Owensboro, Kentucky. It's like, dude, but lit, dude. I met yep. the dude in Colleen who is a police officer who was on like that special drug task force unit in the Coast Guard, and he's like, dude, I loved it. He's like, it was like some of the best experiences I've ever had. Like he said, really? that, oh sure, You're pretty high speed, dude. He cracked. Uh, he stopped a boat in Miami and they got like 20,000 pounds worth of cocaine off of the boat. So like stuff like that, that'd yeah. be cool. But I mean, I don't Yeah. I have, I have a lot of buddies over here. Uh, that was in the Coast Garden. Yeah. They've helped me a lot. Definitely. Um, yeah. I can't formulate a lot of uh, things about the Coast Guard, but uh, just a little update. Uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you, he's uh, been here lately, but he's uh, Justin. Uh, but basically, he told me that he's shipping off August 25th, so he's he's gonna be 11 Bravo. What's up? Dang. 11 Bravo. Oh no, no, no. Well, it's so super funny because I didn't know that they did OSET now, like they do OSET like six months now, like all the. That shit's long as fuck. It's yeah, six so, months long. Yeah, he told me yeah. about that, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" And then he was like, "Yeah, I had the OSET." So he he's going in as an X-ray, and I had told him that if you go into X-ray. 11 Bravo is not guaranteed, but no. he checked his contract. And I told him, I was like, you can be a Charlie. And he was like, what the fuck is a Charlie? And I was like a motorman. Like we were, we're right next to each other. But you know, when you go to 30th, you, you know, you, you play that, that, that gamble. I and, never, I, my recruiter never told me about that. I just lucked into 11 Bravo. Mm-hmm. Well, Same. I don't Same. know if you remember Josiah, but I think our first sergeant came out and everyone's like, of course, are we going to be 11 Bravos or 11 Charlies? And he like looked at us one time when they like, we were idiots. Because you know, my platoon's right in front of the office. Yeah. And he, he looked at us. He's like, everybody in this company is going to be 11 brothers. What are you worried about? And we were like, yeah. He's like, shut up. We were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I remember, I remember basic how we would always be in charge of like cleaning downstairs. And somehow we would get into the, the commander's office. And we would all have, I don't know if your platoon did this, but we'd all have the training schedule for the next like five weeks. Because it was on the board. So like people would write it down until you would check like, okay, today we're going to the range and we're going to be there until like three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> did you ever get into any fights? We had some platoon fights. Yeah. No. Did you ever get into a fight? No. 
Invasive? No. Not not like not like fight fight. We would get into like platoon fights. Yeah. Yeah, but not like. Dude, just fucking go, dude. Yeah. I, we never. I never I, I, fist fought everybody. Would it surprise you if I told you I broke my knuckle and basic on a dude's forehead? Yeah. Actually, the back of it. That was on ACH me. or what? <laughs> no, we. Uh, long story I, short, it was the dude that. Always got to smoke like the drill sergeant would walk in and go straight to him and be like, "What's wrong with you?" So I can smoke the rest of the platoon. Dude, they had that in every platoon, bro. That's so crazy. Mm. I remember the guy's name because we always get smoked just because of this fucking dickhead. Yeah, but one day I threw the remember the tan whitey tighties I gave you. I threw them on and they were close enough to my skin color to where you couldn't really tell. And <laughs> I had PT shorts on. That's it. PT shorts and those things. And I was walking by and I saw his watch sitting there. And I was like, "Hey." threw his watch in the front of my shorts as a joke he thought i threw it on my beans but i didn't yeah. and i threw it back on the thing i was like i'm just kidding dude i got i got underwear on you know like whatever and i walked away and he followed me to my bunk and he took my camelback and he pulled his winner out and rubbed the mouthpiece of my camelback on his winner i said oh i'm fighting it's for on. sure it's on. Yeah, I was like, sure i'm fighting somebody bro i was like it's game time but i was like i don't want to get kicked out of basic and everybody Everybody was like, you have to fight him. Dude, he rubbed his wiener on your fucking mouthpiece, bro. Yeah, and so I was like, all right, guess we're doing this. And I just, but you put your camel back on and drink some water before you got in a fight? (laughs) No, but we were so brainwashed. We, he had already, he was already on the other side, and I wasn't going to go across the kills. Right, right. So I was was all pissed off doing my pissed off walk, and everybody's watching me go around the kill zone over to this spot. And, uh, I threw the first punch. I was just like, <laughs> I, I just swung, and he like, he he went back and he missed it, and then I just came back to the left and I hit him like right in the ear, and we went tum- falling over the bunk, and I remember just, I didn't jump over his bunk. I went around and he had boots on, and I just had PT shorts on, so I had like no protection. He was like kicking me in the chest with his boots, and I just grabbed his feet, and just like threw him over his head. And, whooped his ass real quick and then i got up well i didn't want to like kill him yeah because drill sergeant's like what the fuck happened to this guy (laughs) yeah and so i got up and i walked away and he was like yeah i just beat your ass motherfucker (laughs) and i was like i just turned around and i was like no you didn't he's like i just beat i just i just like i just won i won i was like do you want to go again he's like yeah let's go i walk over literally just grab him by the shoulders throw him over a bed was he a Uh, national guards guy he's probably national guard wasn't he yeah nope was his wiener sweet? <laughs> no. Dude, it tastes like um, just what's up. Yeah, but I was I was fighting him again and uh, there was this little Mexican guy that was right next, he was stood next to me in formation, like when we were towing the line, but he was like propped up, like squatted down this bed, like whoop his ass, my friend, whoop his ass. And he and I got up again and he was kicking me again. And this kid looked at him and he goes, if you kick him again, when he's done with you, I'm going to whoop your ass too. <laughs> and, he's no kicking in a fight, man. All right, whatever. But I was, I was done. And then I was like grabbing his feet. And then this dude was like 6'3". And I just took a heel right here to the forehead. Bam! It's a lot of surface area, dude. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. And I fucking threw his ass. And I was hitting him again. And then he turned his head. And I hit him one more time. And you ever hit, like hit someone with not a good fist, and it like, yeah, like you could tell when it's not a good one. And my hand just popped like open, wilted. 
yeah, I was like, Pah! and my hand opened up, and I was like, my my knuckle's still to the side. You probably can't see, but it's not in the center of my hand. Yeah, when you give me a hand job, it's like, what the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so I broke my knuckle on his head, and uh, I got up, went walking around, and this dude like just rolled off the bed into full mount and just pop, 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 hit, just was destroying this kid. But the next day was, uh, this is the day after our 36 hour pass okay. or the night of one of the two. So everybody's already pissed. So you're almost there, there dude. And you're almost at the end. Man. You don't yeah, we had the, yeah, we were doing basic. We were now starting OSA. Yeah. And the next day was reflexive fire range. And I was on, you know, when the drill sergeants like pick their favorites and then you go and like set the range up early. Really shitty detail to be on. Yeah. But uh I was on that and <laughs> my drill sergeant, Drill Sergeant Willis. That's his name. Drill Sergeant Willis. He comes up behind me. Is that the dude I didn't he, know used he, was there. To, he like used to be in a, a special forces unit? I don't remember. But uh he comes up behind me and he goes, McBride. And I was like, and I just stand up, go to pray to rest. He's like, dude, relax. He's like because my hand was just this big because it was broken. <laughs> and, and he goes, does your hand and – I'm not going to name drop. Does your hand and this guy's face have anything to do with each other? <laughs> I was like – What is his no. name Brian with? No, don't. Loss. But he was like, does your hand and this guy's face have anything to do with each other? And I was like – no, no, it doesn't. He goes, that's what I was hoping for. And then he just turned and walked away. I was like, all right. But then I remember shooting, and I was like, all over some spilled beans, dude. That sucks. That's crazy. Yeah, all over, all over a fake bean rub. Yeah. That's the Pretty worst. Cute, dude. Did, there was one drill sergeant in our company who – Drill Sergeant Johnson? <laughs> no, no, Sergeant Johnson was cool. So he, he was like used to be in a special forces, but the or special forces unit, and he's like, I'm going back to selection. And so he, it was like right during red phase when we weren't supposed to do cadence with our marching, and he's was like, it Crum? Was it? I don't remember. But he was the like, young guy. No, no, no. He's an older dude. He would always say that he was gonna run with a D group because he couldn't run fast. Nope. I remember the special forces guy and we had to do jumping jacks and he did, I'm not even exaggerating, 104 count jumping jacks. And I've never had more pain. I do remember that. Fucking cats. No, but this guy was going to go back to selection. He's like, I'm not going to be with you guys again for the rest of this uh, basic Mm. training cycle. So I'll do cadence with you guys because he had CQ on like a Saturday. So we did cadence and we all were like crying as we were doing cadence because it was the first time we did it in basic training. And then he oh, was yeah. back. He was back like three weeks later, and we were like, "What Did happened?" I was like, "What?" Yeah. We were like, "What happened?" <laughs> he made up some excuse. Yeah, I remember exactly who you're talking about. Do you? Yeah. Do you remember? Uh, I'm sure you don't. Remember, you know how they pick random people to go to Ranger Bat, or like they earn contracts? Yeah, basic. Not forty. Yeah. I was. They called like three dudes out of the whole company. I was one of them. Ooh. And yeah, and I went up to it. And they were like, hey, uh, call your parents. Or they were like, do you guys want option 40 contracts? And we were like, fuck yeah, we want option 40 contracts. And uh, they were like, all right, we're going to like come in. This was the first time, like, first time it was a human being to us. 
It's just like, come in the office, you're going to call your parents, you're graduating early. You're going to go to airborne school, and then you're going to go to RASP. He's like, it's end of the year, we got to squeeze you in, you're graduating early. So I go in, I call my parents, I'm like, hey, I'm going to go be a ranger. And they're like, <laughs> a what? And I was like, I was like, yeah, be here on this date. And they're like, okay, sounds good. And I'm going to um, be a ranger. Yeah. And this is like week three or four. And so now, mm. and then my drill sergeant, he came up to me and he was like, do you have a ranger creed on you? I was like, no. He's like, come in the office, went in, he printed me off a ranger contract and laminated it. So that way it couldn't, it wouldn't get destroyed by like sweat and water. Yeah. And he's like, this is inspectable item. If I ever see you and I ask for it, I want you to pull this out. And I was like, okay, too easy. Yep. Yep. And, uh, but here's where it gets heartbreaking. Um, when, when, when did we go to Honor Hill? Was that after basic or was that? It was right after our nine weeks. It was right after the nine weeks? I think so. This, is pro- this probably explains why I fought the dude. Because <laughs> um, we go up to Honor Hill and uh, you know how they're going around shaking everybody's hand. Hey, good job. You know, can't believe you made it. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. they're going down the line. They get to me and my drill sergeant looks at me and he goes, he like looks at my name tape as he's going and he looks me in the eyes and he goes, McBride. And I was like, yes, drill sergeant. He was like, Hey, your orders got cut. You're going forehead. <clears throat> hits me, hits me with my thing, and then moves on. <laughs> and I was like, oh. and he goes, yeah, hell and yeah. then he, uh, and then drills, that was our senior drills, and then the one that was like with my ranger contract or the ranger creed. He was like, uh, he's like, I'll talk to you after this. He's like, it's a bunch of bullshit. And I was like, okay, oh you know, like I don't know how to react. But we're doing a cadence on the way leaving. And I'll never forget. There's like one line and it goes, Johnny wanted to live the life of danger. Wear the tab of the Airborne Ranger. And I just was like, I want to wear the tab of the Airborne Ranger. Dude. You think about that like every single day? You'd go to bed close your eyes think about that? Not anymore. You think you would have excelled if after basic? Like right if after, I went straight to Ranger Battalion, straight, yeah, yeah, man, we wouldn't have done this podcast, dude. My God, uh-uh. oh, we would have found a way. Yeah, doubt it. <laughs> I would have got kicked out, gone to Fort Hood. Yeah, dude, who did you yeah, know my, went to Ranger Bat? My battle buddy Mathis. Yeah, but he, I actually saw him on my second deployment. What? Ranger he was like, Ranger? "Hey, but we're both corporals," but he had his tab. Both tabs? Like, no, he just had Ranger tab. Like, but he, I, I ran he, it. He had a scroll, but he also had the tab? Yeah. And I was just like, hey, buddy, how are you? And he was just like, how, how's Tower Guard treating you, dude? And I was like, oh, fuck you. Fuck. But he was like my battle buddy. Like, we shared yeah. Yeah. And we were cool. We, I still, I think I talked to him not too long ago. Like, I still keep in contact we with We couldn't him. have had more opposite battle buddies. You had a guy who went to Ranger Bat. I had a guy whose lenses on his glasses were legitimately like an inch and a half, an inch and a half thick. And he was one of those dudes who got uh, ASVAB waiver to even get into the infantry. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> yeah. One of my there favorite... One of my favorite smoke sessions that I was ever a part of was this kid was sit. We were all sitting, including our M4s, 
and he was looking down, cleaning his important and drill sergeant walked into the to the uh, bay, and we weren't supposed to scream at ease when we were cleaning our weapons because things would get lost. So he was cleaning his weapon, and he looked up like over his glasses, but he couldn't see who it was, so he had to look up through his lenses. And the drill sergeant was like, you know what you just did? He's like, you looked up, and you couldn't see who I was, so you had to look through your lenses. <laughs> He's like, we're going to push for that. <laughs> we had to push for that. That's fine. John the Wild dude. John Wild the dude. Uh, I don't know about the car, um, but yeah, no, John, yeah, John Wild, yeah. Um, <laughs> first time watching. Oh, it's a podcast here. Oh yeah, well, well, we're we're trying to progress and to bring some people on, um, just trying to lay down the foundation. But we got a lot of, a lot of vets that have been hitting us up on the social media side of things, and we really don't know how to approach it we really don't know want to just like start bombarding bombarding them with like military questions and how their process was but yeah uh, definitely um we try to capitalize on the transition getting out of the military mm-hmm. yeah he's probably in italy i don't know where he's at in the world to be honest man but i know that he was fucking killing it uh got his tab and yeah man it's sick yeah it's sick dude well, boys, I have a team call that I have to get on here in like five minutes, so we should probably wrap it up. Sounds good to me, dude. Yeah, it's all good, dude. It's all good. I love you guys. I love you too. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, thanks everybody that's in the chat. Wait, hold on. I was at a Van Van us. Van us. What up, Brosif? <laughs> I was gonna say I thought it triggered V. <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, I think it's him, but what are the chances? I didn't want to be that idiot. I was like, is that Banis? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, that was my boy Trevor. Oh, shit. I think he was too. That was my, my boy Trevor. He is your boy Trevor. We were in weapons squad together, I believe. I mean, I have a buddy named Trevor back here, but yeah. We all have Trevors, dude. Yeah. Trevor is the universal friend for everybody. Yeah. But all right, boys. Love you all. Thanks for everybody for listening. And uh, oh, we didn't really even announce what we were we needed to announce. So we're moving to one episode a week. Oh yeah, yeah. just because of everything that's been going on in our in our off stream lives, we just figured one one uh, one episode a week would be better. So it will be a live stream moving forward. Um, so we'll uh, we'll make sure that all the socials are up to date with what time we're going on and what day, but I think going forward, we're most likely going to be doing Fridays just because it works best for McBride's schedule. So catch us Fridays next week for the live stream. A lot of GGs in the chat. Appreciate you guys. Um, love you guys. Thanks for uh, tuning in. And um, yeah, if you guys have any more questions or just comments, just ask away and we'll, we'll give us the, the better half of our answers. <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. Appreciate Love you guys.